You're listening to Charge Tech Podcast, episode 126. I'm your host, Oliver Williams, and joining me today is your co-host, Federico Motti. We're going to talk about tech and how it's shaping the world around us. I just, you know, ad-libbed this whole intro. How are you today? I kind of like that. Yeah, um, it was fun. How am I today? I'm pretty good. How are you? Yeah, pretty good. Um, scared to go outside. It is very negative 13. Oh, God. Yeah, it's uh, still really warm here. It's weird if anything 10 degrees oh that's like spring temperature yeah i think this week we had the warmest winter day ever or something it was like 14 degrees this is what i struggle with on the climate crisis stuff is like separating it from the normal day-to-day thing where you're like i'm okay with it being slightly warmer and then the summer comes and you're like it's so hot i want to die like yeah but yeah the thing is here it just gets uh wet a lot Oh yes, I that is the one part of the Dutch weather I don't miss. <laughs> and and the thing is, yeah, okay, it's nice ish weather, but it's still really grey. Like right. it's a kind of it's a kind of situation where when you wake up <clears throat> and it's morning and the sun has just set of uh, risen, I guess. Sorry. Has risen, yes. Um it's still dark kinda and you wanna uh Put on the lights in your living room. Right. Yes. I. The, the, it's like the Dutch daytime. <laughs> I remember that so well. Yeah. Well, it's the, like in the summer and in the spring, it's fine. Right. But during the day in like January, yes. December, it's you're gonna have your lights on all day. It's weird. Right. You don't have the thing. You have that a little bit here, but like it goes away probably by the end of the day or like the next day, rather than. No, like it stays being... here for weeks. Yeah, I know. It's so brutal. But you bought a sad lamp. I saw that. I did. Oh, I should be using it right now, actually. <laughs> um, not because I'm sad, because you're supposed to do it in the morning. Um, yes. What a weird thing. I have to get used to it, actually. Cause yeah, it's tell like... me about it. Why did you buy it? Oh, well, for the same reasons that I should have bought one in the Netherlands. <laughs> like yeah, two I was going to say, you probably needed one more when you were here. Oh, absolutely. The only honest. difference, um, so for those listening, sad lamps, what is the accurate seasonal affective disorder? Yeah. It's like that thing where you're sad. Like it's like, um, it's like seasonal depression or whatever it is. Um, so the idea is that if you expose yourself to 10,000 lux, which is like really bright light, for a short amount of time every day it helps offset that like i don't know sadness you get that comes from not seeing the sun as much like it's yeah. like the, the light D deficiency. deficiency yeah yeah um, th- it's interesting because the way you just uh describes it sounds like you're one of those uh, little stars that you would have on your ceiling when you were a kid you know oh my god yes <laughs> you expose, if you expose them to bright light for a little bit they will shine yeah. <laughs> oh my god that is the cutest thing i've ever heard um but no <laughs> well kind of it's, it's like that. it's like that it's like it's like it'll shine slash you won't be as depressed <laughs> yeah. yeah or i mean like it's not a, yeah only a cure for depression is also yes. a way to make sure you don't get it because well that's the idea um yeah but i will say like the light so i bought this light and it's like very cute but holy shit it's bright like it's so weird because you really have to like you're basically blinding yourself. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the cool thing is, so the reason I'd never got one in the Netherlands, if I'm honest, I looked a few times, um, but I ended up just doing like the vitamin D supplements instead. Um, the reason I didn't get one in the Netherlands is a lot of sad lamps look like medical devices. Yeah, like, I guess they kind of like, are. Yeah, well, they kind of are, but that's the other thing is it's like this hokey space where it's not actually a medical device. Like it's not... You don't really. There's no official ones, and they all. Yeah, but they all is. look you like they're. Well, they Yes, exactly. But like, it's a um, understudied space, so like they're not medically approved or whatever it's called. Oh, that's actually um, weird that they look uh, yes. medically then. Yes, that's what I mean. It's like, and they all look like some surgeon's tool or like <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Welcome um, to the dentist. Open your mouth. Do you want to know something? Yes, exactly. What's crazy though is. Um, did you ever watch that show Shark Tank? Um, no, but I know the premise of it. We had a yeah. Dutch version of that. Oh, yeah. So I, wa- I, I watch it just because it's like some sort of sick pleasure. Like it's the show where people just pitch shitty shit. But I actually saw them pitch a sad name and it was like the only one I had ever seen that didn't look ugly as shit. 
Yeah. So I bought it. Oh, oh wow. You bought something from Shark Tank. That's it's the fun. only time I've ever done that. <laughs> so the, you know what's incredible about Shark Tank in the Netherlands? What? If you win. If you win, yes. Um, in a certain category. Yeah. Um, your product will be sold at Albert Heijn. Oh, no. <laughs> Which is our supermarket. I think that's, yeah, it's like I think that's pretty neat, thing. actually. Like, it's pretty really funny, funny, but funny also idea. like kind of not the point. <laughs> like, yeah, well, I think I think uh, this category just works slightly different. It's like so pe- yeah. there is like old guys yeah. that are sitting in their in their fucking basements, um, right. being like, um, "What's the the word for this? A tinkerer, I guess." Mm-hmm. Just like the An guy inventor. who, yes, just like the guy who made the the arrow press. Yes. Oh my gosh, so like, relevant. Yes, guys like that. And then the Aeropress guy, for some reason, did some kind of marketing, right? Because that mm-hmm. thing really, really, you know, did it. But this show is kind of for guys like that, or mm-hmm. the same, um, oh, that are just like yeah. tinkerers and just are like the professor on their ceiling, whatever, oh, ceiling, on their... Um, and some of those people on those shows are so like, that. they're like, I'm a... I was gonna say rabid inventor, that's not the word. <laughs> it's like the what I can't remember the word right now, but it's that when they're like... A serial inventor, like that's yeah, what they and then they will like, brag mm. about the amount of things they've invented. Yeah, in like their I've lifetime. invented twenty eight things, and I have three hundred patents. I'm like, oh my god, okay. You know what this reminds me of? This is tangent. <laughs> After this, we'll talk about something yes. relevant again. But there is this episode of Sesame Street. <laughs> <laughs> where is this <laughs> going? <laughs> where Kermit, Kermit the Frog d- does a very, 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 very good new. Um, he came up with a new thing and okay. then he shows it to his friend and he's really, really proud. And his friend's like, what? That's a sock. You <laughs> literally invented a sock. That's amazing. And but- this has always stuck to me because this is a childhood memory, actually. It's funny. Yeah. Um, but I feel like that was the moment where it's like, men are just like this, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> just look at something a lot of the pictures are like that on this show as well like shark tank is like hilarious for this reason like a lot of them are like i invented a sock but it doesn't fall down your ankle like it, yeah. you know like or yeah or I just legit like f- claim that they invented something while it already exists yeah exactly it's like just an iteration a lot of the time there's a lot of like weird shit that they're all yeah i don't know it's quite funny i love it but then uh um i mean aeropress guy though that? Like the two things he's known for is like a fucking frisbee and an Aeropress. <laughs> and they're both made from the same. I have to say, Aeropress is such a crack, like crack up story to me because um, they made the same product for 15 years. Um, oh, hello, Mika. Um, they made the same product for like 15 years without doing anything else. The Aeropress was only because he made it by accident from the frisbee. And then he wanted to make a smaller Aeropress. So he laid it 15 years later, he invented that. Like, and then he just sells it in essentially the same box. Like didn't update the design. <laughs> like, no, I, and, and, I and love the it. design is pretty uh, campy. Oh, it's so campy. It looks like something you'd see on the shelves in like 1990s coffee shop. Like, yeah. I love it. Um, and it's just like, I actually respect that. Like, they haven't succumbed to the, like, never-ending need to hire influencers or, like... Exactly. F- uh, you know, modernize their box. It's so cool. And the thing is, uh, they don't need any marketing or anything. Because no, the don't. people it's that viral. sell it, the people that sell it are the, the hip and cool barista guys that yeah. do, like, fucking... What's it called? Competitions with them. Aeropress competition. Yeah. And also, like, just the fact that, like, I'm mentioning it because I use it every day. Like, that's why it's viral. It's, like, people, like... It's just a good a... thing. Like, it's, yeah, it truly is. makes coffee taste better. And it lasts fucking forever. I've had mine for, like, nine years. <laughs> yeah, and the brownie... I don't really like the brownie kind of tint that they give the plastic. Oh, right, I understand yeah. why it's there, because it will They sting. get nasty, but, like, yo, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, anyway let's talk about, about coffee tech. tech yeah well i mean very important so you had something you wanted to talk about right Actually, we should yeah so first like we we've been kind of like like one of the things that we've been discussing in the podcast recently is uh, how fortnite is uh, doing <laughs> new things in the marketing sphere really mm-hmm. and so one of the new things that happened now is that uh they made a skin 
for their most influential um what do you call it streamer, streamer. what so you can now play as ninja in the game that's weird yeah i don't know about that <laughs> i guess that's one way to like get the loyalty <laughs> wow weird i don't i guess it makes sense like do you have to pay money for that i'm not sure that's so weird but Epic like, Games said, said that Ninja Skin would be the first of many collaborations bringing real-world personalities into the game. So, that's, I mean, that's putting wild. a streamer in is kind of like... I mean, in a way, it kind of reminds me of what uh, FIFA has been doing forever, right? right? They bring real-time players into the game. Yeah, that makes sense, actually. So, I've been thinking about it a lot, and he is wild because he has outsized, like, influence on the game. He's the, you know, I think he's the world's number one streamer. Um, and I also read something else saying that, because so there was this big drama where Microsoft paid him to like leave Twitch, the yeah. streaming platform and like go on their one called Mixer, which is a terrible name. Um, but he did that and he's like on that only now. And today it was, came out that Twitch saw a huge drop in their <laughs> user activity when he left. Really? Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, this is like the Netflix exclusives thing. It's like they removed friends in January. And so, you know, thousands of people are buying the DVD again. Like it's just... But like people are really catching on to this because uh, this right. ninja boy, I had never even right. like heard of the guy to be honest. And like, I mean, Fortnite's not really my forte. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, he apparently also deal uh, signed a multi-year deal with Adidas <laughs> um, to make a sneaker mm, for sitting. Um, <laughs> and he made a book. Well, what? Owen for. Sh- I mean, you're joking about that. But I recently, I think it was a Nike shoe. And they mm. brought out a shoe that they branded as a gamer shoe. Oh, my uh, goodness. Perfect for when you're video gaming. And it was like 160 euros or something. What? Like that. Like, what the hell? I hope it looks like a slipper. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. I mean, I get it. Like, it's all, so the, it's the whole pursuit of swag and like whatever, like influencer culture thing again. <laughs> But I don't know. <laughs> Shoes, come on. <laughs> what yeah. for? I mean, yeah. it's just like, I mean, it recently went to, um, what's it called again? The Japanese uh, store, uh, Uniqlo. And they also mm-hmm. had like um, Fortnite shite, uh, yeah. shirts and whatever. I mean, no, it, does, it just kind of reminds me of all the fucking um oh what's it called again like the the frozen shit that people are oh so yeah yeah about. it is it's just branding I mean, it's for kids that but this is more yeah. geared towards like young adults i guess because they're the one with cash money yeah maybe yeah it's interesting because i don't know that whole gaming culture has a lot of this already for years like my favorite example of this and i'm sorry to discount people who like this shit but like the the gamer chairs are my favorite example of this it's oh. like that's been such a thing for so long they're so uncomfortable <laughs> yeah i've been i've been talking about this chair for a while now because like personally i have um i have an aaron chair like, yeah um a, a basically the an famous good one <laughs> design chair yeah it's ugly as hell people always give me shit about it but i yeah. really don't care because it's really good for I yeah. bought the Herman Miller sale because I didn't like the way that everyone looked. Yeah, so anyway. I also don't particularly love the way it looks, but I don't care because I'm sitting on it. So yeah, um, and I bought it refurbished, which is really good because then that's a really good tip if you want a good chair, look mm-hmm. for a refurbished one because that's what I did too. Yeah, because they're really expensive when you buy them brand new, but if you buy them refurbished, they're kind of all right, actually. It was like 400 bucks for me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this one good. was like 600 I think. Mm-hmm. But it's an investment. Like, your back's important if you're sitting on your ass all day. It's My important. rule is this. So, if you're Invest a video gamer... things from you between the ground and you. Like, beds, chairs, brakes, wheels. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, though. I mean, anyway. I mean, I'm aware that not everyone can do that. Like my, no, I know. My, I, I could do with a new couch. But, but that's you know. where not to skimp, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Continue for gamers. Uh, f- the gamers sit, and especially streamers sit on their ass like so much. Like that must be terrible. Right. Um. I. I. You know what's actually weird? Like I don't really see people talking about ergonomics or like about rsi or carpal tunnel at all oh they all have it too like they all have like the fucking quasimodo thing going on as well right right i think that is interesting and it's because 
I assume it would be akin to an injury or like a, you know, in a sport, like uh, breaking your ankle or something like they would not want to be perceived as like not able to perform or whatever. Hey, but that's going to um, happen if they go about it this way. Just like my, my studio mate, who is an animator, and he got to the point with his carpal tunnel that he couldn't work with his hand anymore. So he learned how to use the fucking mouse with his other hand. <laughs> I'm not joking. That is messed up. Like that was the only way for him to keep working. I worry and, about this a lot and I don't even get, like, I'm not, I'm right. not a computer person, but. And I also remember this girl, she was like, uh, she, she was like, I don't know, this is like six years ago. And she made this whole thing where she was designing with her nose. What? Oh, uh, I remember that. Because, and, and I read into that because I was like, oh my God, that's so inspirational and everything. But she, there was nothing wrong with her arms except for that she had been overworking herself for like years. Really? Yeah. Well, here's the weird thing. I think is tech isn't good at talking about that in general. Like there's no self-care for like it's also because we all really love to ignore it, don't we? Well, that's what I mean, though. It's like the self-care upfront isn't there. And like, I think RSI or OOS, I think they call it now, like whatever it is, that is um, not really, dis- it's it's really not well marketed. Like it has really bad marketing. Like it seems like this old, I don't know. It reminds me of like the 90s whenever it comes up. Yeah, those because things it used to be like, called. Sit at your computer and those shitty diagrams. Well, and, like, it used to even be called tennis arm. Really? <laughs> Yeah, because it's it's a repetitive strain, right? So a lot of people that would have this problem, like the carpal tunnel problem, which yeah. is basically when your nerve gets um, either damaged or squeezed because of repetitive mm-hmm. strain. It was a thing that only happened to people that play tennis. Oh, right. That makes sense. And now it's like you're clicking. So... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're doing those wrist movements, and and I mean the wrist and the hand do not have any muscles in them. Mm. That's interesting because in the old days as well, like you used to have to have people come around and assess you at your desk or like get a good mouth. And like I think there's people are more willing to have this conversation now. Like I have that sideways mouse, and like there's some stuff that actually looks cool for this, but nobody's talking about it. No, yeah. I don't know. I use We'd, like an yeah. ergonomic keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the thing is though like i guess um when it comes to gamers they're also and streamers they're usually quite young as well mm-hmm. sorry yeah i think that's gonna be a thing in a couple of years or i hope it's gonna be that people are talking about like ergonomics but those gamer chairs are not it no they're terrible it's like a those bucket uh, <laughs> seats in cars like <laughs> The, the thing weirdest. is, though, they they did really good at mark. They were really good at marketing and just yes. gave them to a bunch of streamers. So now everything and they market them as you can sit them in them for twelve hours, even if that's not true. Like, yeah, well, you, you know. can sit in anything for twelve hours. If oh you yeah, have to you definitely, sake. definitely could. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I I find that culture interesting. Like I don't, you know, whatever people can do what they want, but. <laughs> yeah i don't uh, know it's interesting anyway fortnite we're gonna see, I'm, I'm curious to see where this shit is going yeah, and i'm also curious to see if other games are gonna sprout that have this similar approach to advertising and everything well, because this guy ninja is getting one. fucking rich off this shit. yeah oh so rich and yeah i'm becoming a douche but i mean that's you know the full circle of that's part of it <laughs> um yeah we'll see i'm curious if they can even keep their like i don't know it's amazing that they're still in the mind of people at all i think you know it's been around for a couple of years now and i'm surprised i was gonna say i'm surprised it hasn't peaked i don't know if it has but i'm very interested to see if it keeps being part of the mainstream consciousness in 2020 yeah so watch this space i mean it's only (laughs) january yeah, for fuck's sake. So, a total pivot, but I saw that Microsoft announced yesterday they're going to get rid of their entire carbon footprint. What? And I'm really interested in this, like, new, relatively new corporate trend that companies are like, we're going to become carbon negative. Actually, Microsoft is probably the first big one to make an actual commitment. But, um... So, 
But, um, they want to be carbon negative, not carbon zero. But um, they also still use child labor. Who, Microsoft? Yeah. For what? What? For, like, I'm not specifically sure what it is, but I'm guessing their devices. Because I was mm. doing some research into child labor for some right. reason. It's probably um, rare metals. Uh, yeah, I think so. Because uh, the companies that came up that were best known for using child labor is uh, were like Apple... Nestle, H&M, right. and uh, Microsoft. Interesting. Yeah. I'm very curious where in the... It's probably the, the hardware they make, I imagine. What's yeah. interesting, I think, about like the carbon thing that they're doing is they want... They actually committed to removing their historical emissions. So, like... Uh, so, carbon negative is like they remove carbon from the environment. Like, they're actually yeah. lessening the Im- amount, but they want to have removed the same amount that they historically emitted, but within 40, uh, 30 years, which is okay. actually pretty admirable. Like they don't have to do that. I think they should, but they, yeah, they didn't you have, have to, to do, do that. I think we're yeah. coming into a time where those things aren't, and we shouldn't really look at them for be- them being like, wow, that's admirable. No. Even though it is right now, it well, really we should is, for the first but one. this should be normal, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, I want to see, like, Amazon is a piece of shit. I want to see them do it, but they're never going to. That's the thing. It's like... No, Amazon, I think at some point, this guy is just going to either... Well, it will make financial it, sense at some point. Maybe. Or he's going to be pushed into it or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it is a really interesting, like, trend in corporate policy that's quite different. Like, especially for companies that run data centers, I think it's really challenging... But then there's there is also this thing called greenwashing, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Where people are just like making this whole thing look like it's so great. So uh, I have a really interesting thought on that from uh, yesterday. I was listening to 99% Invisible and they were talking about like there's this big trend in architecture where they cover really big skyscrapers and their renderings with trees. Yeah. Um, it's called greenwashing because it makes the skyscraper get through public opinion because it looks like it's going to be net green. Like people have this perception that it's green if there's trees all over it. And so in the last two years, there's been a huge uptick in renderings with trees all over them. Yeah. Like it's wild. Yeah. Because it's easier to sell. Well, yeah. And that's, but that's, a, that's the whole thing with H&M, for instance. Like everyone knows yeah. that H&M is bad for the environment and fast fashion is bad and everything is bad. But they have this line, this conscious collection, which literally has 20 items, like mm-hmm. literally. And the rest of their store is like 900 pieces, right? Right. Um, and they bring, they are not seasonal at all. They bring out new clothes every week, right? Mm-hmm. So this is a huge operation. And then they'll bring out 20 items that are conscious and then they plaster it all over. Right. And uh, then, then, I mean, everyone kind of knows oh, that yeah. they are not the green guys. But because of that being there, we can kind of justify it for ourselves. It's the same with the Apple marketing. It's like the rec- that we recycle all the iPhones and like we... Blah, 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 blah. But the really truth of it all is like, just don't buy it and it's better for the environment. Like, that, that is the key principle. They don't recycle all their iPhones. No, they, they recycle don't. that one specific one mm-hmm. that they can refurbish really good and everything. But it makes you feel really like a lot better when you upgrade because it's the cognitive distance. It's the same with H&M. It's actually really interesting you bring them up because a friend of mine that I made here in Toronto, actually, who lives down the street, weirdly, he runs a company called Cotton, which is like K-O-T-N, which is their yeah. whole game is like sustainability. And they won a, a sustainability award by H&M. Um, which is ironic to me. Yeah. So it's like one of their efforts to invest in, you know, looking sustainable. (laughs) Well, the thing is uh, like, I, I, I truly believe that, um, in a perfect world, H&M would not want to be like this. No, it's just capitalism. Uh, but, but they, they can't exist if they don't do it, you know, Mm -hmm. which is not, doesn't make it better. Right. it also doesn't really make it worse, I feel. Yeah. And that's um, it. So it was really interesting because they like flew them out to like Sweden and like showed them how sustainable they are. <laughs> Ironic, really, that you fly. So anyway, yeah, it was just really yeah, this like weird. If you know what that what like the climate impact is from genes. Right. It's huge, right? And dying genes and how bad that is for laborers. 
Mm-hmm. And how much water we need, then, yeah. If you then see the 10-year-old genes that they do. Right. That feels so, a little bit weird. If you want to listen to a, uh, watch something really interesting about this, Netflix has this new documentary called Broken. And oh, yeah. it, uh, this episode about recycling and like how broken recycling is because people put things in the recycling bin, but like, why isn't the responsibility on the creator of the waste? <laughs> like the actual company that made it. Yeah. And um, it talks about like Coca-Cola in the 70s actually um, originally funded a lot of the recycling programs to make mm-hmm. it that uh, they wouldn't have to recycle it themselves. So they'd like pay big like cities to start recycling programs so they could do the wasteful bottles. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like not deal with it later. And it's like, what? <laughs> but this is how we've been doing this forever. Just like how... Uh, plastic that we can't deal with there in Europe, we'll just ship it to China. Right, or burn and it. And then they set it on fire. Mm-hmm. But because we didn't know that they were going to set it on fire, didn't know between, like, you know... Yeah, yeah, air quotes. Like, air quotes. Didn't know, slash looked the other way. <laughs> um, th- then they can write it off as being, like, a good alternative. Yeah, and that's that's the reality that's, like, coming to hit local recycling now after China stopped taking stuff yeah um, but you should watch it. i'll link it in the show notes like it was a really really enlightening episode on this thing and i think look i think it's great that microsoft is doing this and i think that one company leading in this space will make them all copy it because it's great marketing and i hope that that's the thing that spurs it on like if 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 not like their conscience it's just like that they have to keep up with the other companies doing this How so it sets sad the bar is high this stuff, Owen? i know that we have to hope that it's going to be good for their marketing so they will do it that's the thing it's like if it becomes a beat the competition thing then fine because at the moment they're all doing nothing yeah it is really bleak but that whole thing is also why they are in this exact situation to begin with Mm -hmm. which is terrible anyway other news that i saw that's interesting is that um wikipedia is back online in turkey oh what yeah it's been offline. offline yeah two years what? It had been banned in April 2017. Really? Yeah, so there was a two and a half year ban. And it got lifted um, because the court ruled against it. Really? Yeah. Wait, after all this time. So hang on, the government took it offline. And now they've ruled, I assume it's like unconstitutional or something. So yeah, like... they say it, it's, uh, it violated the freedom of expression. Hmm. That's interesting. <laughs> um, I wonder why they chose now. And also, like, I can't even imagine at this point the internet without Wikipedia. So, like, it disappearing suddenly would be really strange. Yeah, th- there were definitely um, ways to get into it. Just like how um, it saying at the Pirate Bay is illegal. Yes. It's not going to go. Oh, yeah. Let it go like, away. in the Netherlands, it comes up with that pop-up, uh, like this has been disabled by like the Dutch government or whatever. Yeah. And then you can just like use a different domain name and it works. Exactly. But, <laughs> um, the Turkish government ban- banned Wikipedia in April, 2017 hmm. after Wikipedia removed, uh, refused to remove content alleging that the Turkish government had given support to terrorists and militant groups. Wow. So that's interesting because, yeah, it's edited by whatever, volunteers and stuff. And then, yeah, yeah. I, I find that really fascinating. Like, oh, yeah, censor the thing that's editable by anybody. Yeah, so it's it's the tightest, apparently was the tightest Wikipedia ban in the world. Because wow. it's also banned in China, but yes. Chinese users, users can still use the non-Chinese language website. Oh, that's interesting. So Turkey blocked the whole thing. Yes. Wow, that is quite dramatic. Huh. Yeah, so trying to access the site in Turkey would instead lead to a message saying that the browser can't connect securely to the server. Huh. That is, it's like quite overdramatic. Like, I assume that their logic was like, we'll punish Wikipedia for like their crimes rather than yeah. like take down one page. Like, we'll get rid of their traffic. But the logic is flawed. They don't make money from people visiting. No. Like, that is strange. I mean, okay, people me still use it through VPN, obviously, but right. uh, not. Do you. Or have you ever donated to Wikipedia? Yes. Yeah? Every year. Every year. Wow. Really? Mm-hmm. I think I have for the last two or three years when I, you know, 
finally like had salaries and like whatever and the ads yeah. got really good for it but like i started doing it when I, I was a student and i would just give them one euro two euros right. or whatever like the annoying thing is the batters still come back <laughs> sorry once you donate they still come back <laughs> like it's you still get nagged during their campaign but yeah it must but like fair really enough well. we need that it's really yeah. important that we have something like that online i mean there, wikipedia is flawed in many ways let's get that straight for instance oh, yeah. there the most of the editors that are on there most of the people that write articles that are on there are men so a lot of White women's dudes. stories get like you know they just don't get written or they don't get yep. like as much detail to them as some of the uh, other guy like mm -hmm. yeah you know like there is a lot of things to say and this is only a small thing but um, right i do really believe in uh, the founder's uh, vision of having this thing on the internet that is just unbiased or yeah, extremely biased maybe and bias extreme bias therefore unbiased but as a reflection of the world itself as well a little bit like yeah it, and just not making like i don't want it to be a money machine and i don't want yeah to be well, i don't want ads. wikipedia to die and then there to be a similar one but then by google yes <laughs> like the googleopedia like i just we that don't would kill want me. that we don't want yeah. that exactly mm-hmm I don't know. It's really important. Um, and I mean, how often have we referenced that shit in our lifetime? Oh my God, so much. I remember when it first came onto the scene, like I was in high school and we weren't allowed to use it <laughs> in citations, but you could just work around it by like getting the citation from the bottom of it. Well, but like, that's, it that's so the whole new. point. That's the whole point. They want you, they don't want you to be like, Wikipedia says this. They want no, you to exactly. dig deeper. But Wikipedia is an excellent place to start research. Yes. Or to get some knowledge about something. It's like the spiritual and then know success how to... the link blog. Like... Yeah, it's it kind of reminds me of me and my weird fucking um, visualizations of this shit. But it reminds <laughs> me of the first bit where you open an orange, the first little yes. peel. And then like that, that bit, Wikipedia <laughs> does it for you and then you can peel the whole thing. <laughs> It's an onion. Onions have layers. <laughs> Sorry. No, but I don't won't... you remember being like, "Mom, can you do? Can you open the orange?" Yeah, yeah. And of then course. she would open like a little beep, and then you would do the rest. Yeah, yeah. And then you end up in a Wikipedia <laughs> rabbit hole, and that's your <laughs> evening gone. Like, I love that. That's a thing. Like, they have generated culture for better or worse around it, and like, I'm impressed that they've gone for so long without being completely utterly corrupted by everything yeah. horrible online like i know they have some issues but like it still exists and it looks the same and like shit isn't going offline left and right they're not yeah. out of money yeah it's, but literally yeah. everything that exists on the planet every person everything everything has flaws right uh it doesn't mean it shouldn't exist because yeah it exactly flaws. that's kind of how i'm thinking of it yeah <laughs> but it's interesting because um Wikipedia got like banned in Turkey, but not right. only Wikipedia got banned, also Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, what? and WhatsApp. Um, they they are hmm. often placed under shorter bans. For example, in 2014, Twitter was banned for two weeks. Weird. Um, a YouTube ban lasted for two months. Interesting. Um, yeah. I can imagine that that. Yeah, I, it would be such a shock to be able to not access. Like, I know there's ways around it, but, like, I think if it happened in your country, you'd be like, oh, like, yeah, shit. Yeah, and there's, there is ways around it for people that know the internet, but then, like, my mom, she would just not be able to use it. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, that's interesting. Well, I hope it doesn't happen here. <laughs> like, I use it more than I think, I, I actually suspect. Like, you know, a lot of the knowledge panel stuff on Google is from that and, like, I don't know. Donate to Wikipedia is basically my point. Yeah. But it, it is kind of interesting how now the internet has also become a tool to keep the people of, of your country in check. And not only mm -hmm. in China, but also basically very close from here as well. Yeah. Well, and like, I think you'll see more countries. So what China does with blocking stuff is often to like, foster like homemade versions of the same thing so like yeah uh what's it it's like wechat or like those things where they can monitor them and like other countries like russia is starting to do this and yeah. it, it's interesting in a way like, also fair enough because california is making a 
great grand time of money of this all this shit yeah and we the rest of the world ha- just have to accept that s- stuff because it's apparently because they were early or they were big or yeah. they were whatever the fuck i mean the the point for china is obviously that they can monitor which is something sure. that i really don't condone it's but probably like, the same with russia but yeah and you should not you should not like ban it because uh you think there should be a chinese alternative but um there should be more i think uh european focused or more you know like yeah more localized platforms well, Europe talks really. about that a lot it's like why isn't there a european google or whatever like it but it makes sense also... and it doesn't to me yeah exactly like, that's the thing on the one hand it's like yeah we should have like european uh, tech that should definitely be a thing <laughs> like why aren't yeah. we doing that shit um but then to say like no we should have a <laughs> european google that sucks because yeah exactly all that stuff existed <laughs> like we had a yeah. dutch google for instance right um we even had the dutch internet where you could have this plan where you could only visit .nl websites which is what yeah that's beautiful they would send you a cd oh yeah same in new zealand you would get like a it was called extra but without the e x-t-r-a and you get it you put it in sets up your dial up and installs like the scummy like branded browser of internet explorer exactly they would have their own loading logo but it was the same browser like (laughs) yeah it's, it's like when when people buy those usb sticks to send to their uh um to people and they just put their own logo on it it's like oh it's so weird uh, even like that like usb sticks what a what a phenomenon <laughs> oh gosh i don't yeah. even own one um i have one last thing i want to talk about which is just like really random it's just a fancy gripe i want to um impose on you okay so you know that thing when you when you like are in a new country you go there and like these days it's a little bit better for european cell providers but you go and get a sim card usually like when you land somewhere new if it's not europe like if you went to the us you go get like an at&t sim card not me um, but okay yeah okay but if you wanted to use your data or whatever you're there for a month that's what a lot of people do you get a temporary sim um so when i moved here okay first of all have you heard of this thing called eSIM? you probably have yeah 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 it's like you can download your sim card you don't need a physical one it makes a lot of sense right like why do i need plastic so, um, a lot of like new phones support this, like most of them, uh, there's like a lot of preface to the story. Sorry. Uh, a lot of new phones support the like dual SIM basically because of it. So you get a physical yeah. SIM slot and the virtual SIM slot. And that means yeah. that you can connect to a thing called dual SIM, dual SIM, dual standby, which means you can get like your texts from one line while being connected to data on the other one. Like it's great, especially if you travel now. I have this like weird niche problem where uh, like obviously I lived in the Netherlands for five years. So I have my T-Mobile SIM card and like so much shit is attached to your phone number that you wouldn't believe. Yeah. Like you forget, right? Like all this two-factor stuff, all these like weird bank things, whatever it is. Um, and so like when I moved here, I was like, oh my God, mate. Like I wonder if like Canadian carriers do eSIM. Like because yeah. then I could leave my Dutch SIM in my phone and like... <laughs> connect get the text messages while connecting to the canadian data which is like prohibitively stupid expensive but it's a different yeah. <laughs> discussion um holy shit it is so unbelievably hard to get an eSIM. still it's hilarious like what it's so i got the pixel 4 a while ago i recall mentioning on the show and like out of the box it shows like all the carriers of canada saying they support eSIM. if you click any of them it gives you an error <laughs> the fuck? it's like this is not configured correctly and I'm like, what? Okay, so whatever. And it's so archaic. So I was like, okay, well, I'm on... I was with this company called Bell. It's one of the biggest carriers. Um, and I call them. I'm like, I want an eSIM for my phone. Like, whatever. <laughs> How do I get this virtual <laughs> thing? Yeah, what, like, I what does a boy happened. need to do for this stuff? Right. Like, what do you got to do? I'll pay you some money. Like, what do you want? And um, you can only get it if you're a new customer. And I'm like, I signed up yesterday. <laughs> like, <Hey? laughs> time? And so, so that was like a no-go. And so, anyway, Wait, but you I, were a new customer. What, I know, what's that bullshit? but that you had to get it at the time of signing up because there was no way to move an old SIM card to it. Like, it's just the rules. We don't oh make them. Oh, my God. Anyway. Oh, my Lord. So, I was like, damn, that's annoying. So, I've had to do the thing where, like, I pop in and out my SIM card for the last, like, five months just to get, like, Dutch two-factor texts. Um, and now, so, I recently was like, okay, screw this. I'm just going to switch carrier to one that's reasonable about eSIM. 
And so like there's not many carriers in Canada, just to be clear. So there's like three. Uh, so I switched to the other big one, which is called Rogers. And I was like, can you do eSIM? I sign up to get all the thing. You have to get the physical SIM first, which is like hilarious to me. So they send me a physical SIM. I have to put it in my phone, activate it. And then I ask for an eSIM and they have no idea how to do it. They're like, the fuck? how do I, uh, uh, I don't know. Like, uh, and so then they're like, no, you have to go into a store to get a virtual SIM card. I'm like, hey, what the fuck is your problem? Like, it's downloadable. Why? Do, why? Um, and it turns out like these carriers, a lot of them, you have to order a piece of plastic. Like I'm holding it in front of me that it says eSIM on it. <laughs> and it literally just has a QR code that you don't fuck? even need to set things up and like a little number on the back that assigns the sim to you but all of this is like this crazy rant to say like wasn't this the point not the point of eSIM like the point was if you want to go on T-Mobile NL when you're there you should be able to sign up on your phone and download it without interacting with somebody but like instead they've made it this like Kafka-esque like weird series of like rules you have to do it's so weird I hate it Anyway, I, I kind of love this, honestly, Owen. Yes. I love every fucking bit of this because it's dumb as hell. But also, yes. I just it's just enjoyable to me, Owen. Oh, yeah. I've, I've heard your stories about what's wrong <laughs> about the Netherlands for so many years. <laughs> what's wrong about the ING? What's wrong about the banks? What's wrong <laughs> about... What's the shit? Everything. Like, and but the I thing will is, say. The, and, and the trick is... The actual trick of this all, this all is that all this tech is just built on like fucking nineteen seventies yeah. tech, mm-hmm. and that's why this stuff doesn't work at all. And it's and always going to be this jank. Is, yeah, and this is not a problem that we that that is tied to one place. No, you are probably gonna encounter the same shit when you go back to New Zealand in the future. Oh yeah, our carriers in New Zealand are just as bad. Like, yeah, this this tech is there. just. Like, it doesn't um, even make sense that you have to go to a physical store to get, like, a digital a, code. A, like, a SIM card, right? Like, it, that's the whole point of this. Like, you should be able to download it from your phone. <laughs> like, hello? You yeah. Know? But um, um, honestly, like, the whole uh, d- dual SIM thing, I don't know. It just reminds me of uh, China and yeah. businessmen for some reason. Yeah, well, me too. Because, like, so it is really popular in China. Like that's been the big thing there for years is dual physical sims because you text on both of them and like whatever. Um, but the uh, to be honest, the best use case I can think of is like people like me who have moved overseas and have a sim from somewhere else or they're traveling overseas. And like it's so hard to actually use and people don't understand it, including the people who work at carriers that it just kind of exists in the background and it's a thing you can get, but nobody knows about it. <laughs> Yeah, and it's but it, then again, I also feel like it's a thing that has a lot of problems because yeah. the, you and Zach are basically the only two people that I know and talk about that they use eSIM uh, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. double SIM or whatever. The iPhone popularized it. That's the weird thing. Really? Yeah, the iPhone 10 or whatever came with that. Like you could, uh, it was the new the last year's one, the XS. You could get dual SIM for the first time, and that's when carriers oh. started giving a shit. But like, it's so broken that like it's unusable my dude just carriers in general are just so broken i remember when i got my iphone 8 do you remember this story when i got it Mm. and i wanted the big one but Mm -hmm. i accidentally ordered this the regular one and i (laughs) called them to say like hey i actually want the big one is there something Mm -hmm. we can do Mm -hmm. and they were like no sorry if you ordered it you ordered it there's no way you cannot return it you can you can't do anything if it was apple they would just do it like but I was, I was also like, do you understand that I'm trying to give you more money here? Yeah, and you just made me resent you for like three years, like. Yeah. <laughs> and they were their response was like, "There's just no way for us to do it. We cannot. Wow. We, we literally can't change it. That's weird. Yeah, like, and they could. don't have to because this was like a budget carrier, uh, oh. and and it was a business contract. So right. all the things that they have to do, all the service they have to give to yeah. consumers, they don't have to give to you when you are doing a business purchase. Oh, that's so funny! I love that. I love when they hide behind the oh, but it was a business purchase, <laughs> like yes. as if customer service doesn't matter to businesses. Like, well, it does, but they don't have to do it. So th- that's the way the budget carriers make money. They just don't give the service. God They're like, damn. you can you can get it for cheap here, but you you cannot expect anything from us, like zero. Right. 
um, which I, I think, mean, it makes sense, and it's a decision as well. But I, yeah. I just, I don't think I had realized that was the deal at that point. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I think I'm, I want to go back to my old strategy, which is just to pay out of pocket anyway. Yeah, you can always pay it on your business afterward. <laughs> yeah. So I think my iPhone five or five S mm-hmm. or something, I bought that one in the UK. Oh uh, right. And I just bought it with my own money, and. You know, the thing is, it's just the same thing, really, because if you get it on a plan, mm-hmm. then you're still paying the phone, right? Oh, yeah. So my plan has ended for my current phone. Yeah. And uh, my my monthly costs just like more than half. Right. Well, that's the thing. I, I think I've never bought a phone on a plan for that reason. Like, I just try and buy them outright and save the money first. But I understand that, like, not everybody can do that. So it's like... Yeah, and it's just like a, it. It makes it easier, and you you can kind of like, uh, it kind of feels like not doing a big purchase, you know. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, that is interesting. I mean, I, yeah, it makes it well, and that's that's the whole reason that people buy phones every year. Like the whole industry is propped up on that. Yeah, because you're still paying the whole thing. You're still yeah. It just doesn't feel like euros. it. It just doesn't feel like it. Yeah. But yeah, the thing is, if you if you want to get like a, a a plan right now with say the iPhone 11, you're gonna pay for, what is it like 80 euros a month? Really? Yeah. Whew, that's steep. Although again, it's so expensive in Canada that like my perceptions are broken. Yeah, I thought it was really steep as well. I don't know. Phones are expensive now. They're tiny computers, and these companies yeah. know that we'll pay for them, so they don't care anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we cannot uh, let this uh, episode end without um, mentioning, at least. We don't really what? have to talk about this. The <laughs> Facebook being a boomer on Twitter. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. They jo- what, what? what was that? Why did they? So they joined Twitter and replied to themselves. That's basically. Yeah. What the shit? Wait, I have to Google this. Also, why did they even join Twitter? Like, why? I'm Googling it right now. Uh, that was why I said it because the keyboard. Um, <laughs> yeah, I can help it. Um, but yeah, so they have this presence on Facebook now, right? Uh, on, on Twitter, Twitter. sorry. Um, and I guess it's new. Is it new? No, it's been think, new for a bit. Well, they had it for a while, but they signed up for WhatsApp and they signed up for like Oculus, yeah. and then they were just like replying to each other, like the olds that they are. Yeah. So like. I'm looking at the f- Facebook account on Twitter, and they have mm. 13 million followers. Oh, that's wild. Why? I guess because... Well, it's just like the thing of defaults or like whatever. Like, they probably just linked to it somewhere and people... I don't know why people do follow accounts like that, but they do. Instagram has 36 million. Yeah. They're somehow not surprised. Hey, you know, you know what though? Like, maybe it makes me mildly optimistic that maybe they will re-enable um, Twitter embeds for Instagram. Like, you know, that was that whole drama, like literally ten years ago, where Facebook turned off Instagram embeds on Twitter. Oh, you know about that? No. That's why nobody tweets Instagram links because they literally don't show up the photo or like a link oh, or anything. Yeah. Um, to be honest, if I tweet something uh, face for um, Instagram thing is thingy and i'll just add the photo manually. exactly but the reason that you do that in the old days of twitter it used to be that it would embed the photo in the tweet when you link to it like a normal link but they did it so that you had to click it to see it because like facebook is a dick and yeah. they wanted the users so the thing is even instagram does this really on their twitter account yeah i'm looking at the instagram twitter account and then there is this tweet this tweet that says meet the new bathfluencers and then you see <laughs> uh two dogs a hedgehog and a bird cleaning Good girls, and it's a video. Yeah, and it has um, like more than a hundred k views. Wow! On Twitter, but, but they then, upload it as a video. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but then they they link to the Instagram post. Oh, the internet is broken. They should like. Oh, I hope they fix that. That's so dumb. In the old days, people used to tweet Instagram links all the time. Yeah. Okay. Well, I like that we've come full circle to Facebook as shit yeah <laughs> i think we're gonna conclude that for the rest of our yeah, lives that's great yeah i'm still on it though hey, hey, hey. i love to not be on facebook can you okay. can you believe that we're we have this podcast in which we burn facebook to the ground almost every episode yeah and for some reason the thing 
that we thought was never gonna happen, which is me switching to Windows, happened before I deleted my Facebook account. Wow, that is... <laughs> I never thought of it that way, but it's true. Freddie, what? <laughs> oh, dear. Hell hath frozen over. Yeah. <laughs> it's all right. You didn't switch to Android, so... Welcome still, to the good. hypocrite podcast. Yeah. No, I, love, I think that, like... The I'm not going to say strong opinions loosely held is like the right word here, like phrase here, but I think it's, yeah. you know, people change their opinions over time. And I think that's a good thing to say out loud. But then it's also like, I hate Facebook, mm-hmm. but I need it in a way as well. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is like, and I for think me that- wanting it not to exist or not wa- wanting to not be it being like this doesn't take away why I need it sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the begrudging usage thing. Like, yeah. You and just because I'm the... critical at something doesn't mean I, I don't, I can't, yeah, you know, like, yeah. I, yeah. I think it's a whole thing where people are like, oh, if you hate so much, why are you on Facebook then? Or why are you yeah, have a Facebook I... account so you can't criticize it? That's not realistic. Actually, I want to criticize it while I'm on there. It's like saying, why do you hate banks so much and why do you still bank? Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's part of the social fabric. Like, what do you want me to do? Yeah, I mean, I think, to be honest, like, Facebook should be easier to leave than a bank. Yes, Because you you can't go without a bank. But then again, like, yeah. Can't go communicate with your friends somewhere else, in theory, I guess, is the problem. Yeah, but especially okay. when your friends live all over the fucking planet, it's kind of yeah, nice. Yeah, that makes it. Yeah, that does make it a difficult proposition. Okay, on that note, I'm gonna go to my job now. You're gonna go to your job. <laughs> Thanks now. for hanging out, and next Hell week yeah. we'll bring Zach back. We miss you, Zach. We miss you, Zach. All right, show notes at chargepodcast.com. Don't Get forget to uh, don't forget to add that uh, documentary that you were talking about. I will. I will. I'm gonna add all the things that we talked about. Cool. Um, yeah, if you like, Zach, this, if he didn't do it. it Please call him out. (laughs) (laughs) I'll send it to him. I will. I swear to God. And then he's going to edit in him being like, he didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Narrator. He did not do it. All right. Thank you for listening. Thank you you for listening. Bye, guys. Bye, Bye, guys. Bye, y'all. Hey, Zach here, editing the podcast, and uh, just a little editor's note, uh, one, Owen never did send me anything, so he he didn't, and Freddie was right to assume that he wouldn't, and he also got the episode number wrong, this was episode 127, but thank you for listening, um, please email us, hi at chargepodcast.com, uh, you can find us on Twitter at chargetech, and you can, uh, in the show notes, you can click on the link to leave us a voice message through Anchor's uh, app, or you can join our Discord, and or you can join our Discord. And if you enjoyed the episode, please share with someone that you know. Thanks, and talk to you next week. Bye.